I saw the most sexually and dynamically flexible performance <laughs> I've ever seen on general cable television, which means the type of verbal tap, the show that proves sexual <laughs> motivation and performance way more exciting from outside the cage. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Rafa Sparza, who hasn't seen it yet. This was shocking to me. You take the Grammys off? How are you? It was my anniversary, so. Oh, happy anniversary. That actually, Thank you. we did lament. It was like, it would be such a good time to be in California because we're, you know, you see the pictures pop up. This is, we have eight feet of snow here, so Santa Monica Pier sounds pretty nice. Not to compare stories, but at my current job where I'm outside <clears throat> for a good portion of the day, uh, I have had people who are waiting in line that we check in who go, man, I really hope it rains. As I am standing right in front of them, clearly not going anywhere outside and saying, you really do? You really hope it <laughs> rains? That's what you hope right now? And they go, well, I mean, okay, you can, you can hide underneath one of these tents. I'm like, you can't socially distance under a fucking tent. What the fuck do you mean? Let me fucking live. So, yeah, there's been a little bit of that. What I would tell you, though, Kev. You are right. Is... You cannot socially distance under a tent. It's not, it's not possible. <laughs> I just – I don't want to – Compare stories, but yes, torrential downpour when there's nowhere to really shield yourself on a studio lot. It does suck. But then yesterday, you sent me a photo of your current situation, and I thought, oh, right, blizzard warning. It's a tough one. We're talking Noah's Ark floods here in California versus can't do anything slash, uh-oh, look at this backyard. It's all the snow. Yeah, and I I really think it's time we chatted about whatever the fuck's going on with the climate. But let's get back to what Megan the Stallion did and our general feet of snow aside. We're fine. You know, a little spring storm as it gusted up. But this is part of some irregular weather, and I tend people to, you should listen. Look into it. Raph. The stallion of Megan combined with the B of Cardi. Mm -hmm. There's multiple scenes. It is what Katz was trying to do as the movie <laughs> and failed to do. It was done on the Grammy stage yesterday evening. It is provocative. It is really hilarious that years ago, a small nipple pasty could stir controversy when last night's performance was allowed to air on CBS. It was very illicit, well choreographed, and ask me if at one point they're doing a twerk choreographed simul dance on what is a huge bed-shaped platform. Yes, they I do. think the question has asked itself. I don't I don't even know that I'm necessary in this. Um, I would ask a few questions because you were mentioning I didn't see it. I mentioned it's my anniversary. We DVR'd it. I made my way through some of it. And <laughs> not the as good we stuff. Were getting there, you I, missed I, some I know, important parts. Well, you don't lead at 5 p.m. Pacific Woo! with WAP and say, hey, kids, welcome in. Don't worry, if you're here for T-Swizzle, we've got something you'll actually like. 
I can't believe they didn't make me go to HBO for that performance. <laughs> I can't believe they weren't like, and if you could just go to Cinemax for 30 minutes, you can see this performance simulcasted. We're going to have it green screened here. That would have been awesome. It's one of the few times that they look at you and go, for more, go to CBS's OnlyFans. OnlyFans. It's a thing that apparently disrupts some people on the internet. Anyway, what I would tell you, Kevin, is this. And I want to make it very clear where I stand on this issue, which is this Megan, the Stallion, and this Cardi, the B. They live in a society where we are outcasting Dr. Seuss. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's okay. I think that it's wrong that we cancel Dr. Seuss. What did we cancel him for? I'm not really clear. I wasn't on the committee. They didn't even ask. I guess it was Dr. Seuss that did it. But some racially questionable characters. Oh, oh, that's not going to go well. It makes Bill Maher's monologue, so you know it's serious. (laughs) The other thing that's great about this is I don't know what newsletter dumb internet commenters go on or even a handful of people in jiu-jitsu and MMA. But when they feel the time is right, they say, what a society we live in that Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B can twerk on the Grammy stage while Dr. Seuss is getting canceled. And I go, why do these things really have to do with each other? One is a actual business decision because oopsie daisy yeah maybe not the strongest of imagery and then on the other one you're on the grammys for a song that basically got notoriety because of exactly what it did and you know what people said kind of like it give me some more (laughs) of that wouldn't you and people said this is a family show well you know what stop watching it if you stop watching it people will not do that. And guess what? Yesterday, people didn't watch the Grammys in tow, but guess what they did watch on YouTube? That performance. So everybody with their weird-ass mixed messages, I just want to say this. If you're a person who's spending time doing some form of commentating on this in a Facebook forum, and then you go and watch that performance to outrage yourself, cancel yourself. You know what? That's going to be our new thing. Instead of treat yourself, cancel yourself. Boom. Done. (laughs) Because let's not forget, this has all been in the works since y'all motherfuckers were going after the Dixie Chicks. And I got to tell you something. There was nothing that I hated more than when people said, you need to defend the Dixie Chicks. And I said, why? I don't like country music. And they're saying... They're doing a thing, and I go, I don't want to be involved in this. But, yeah, I support their cause. They're dumb. Okay. what Are they trying to cancel the Dixie Chicks? <gasps> it's come full circle. Anyway, that's what I got for you. Shut the fuck up, everybody. Let Megan the Stallion hump the ground if she wants. Take my turn on the sin wagon. <laughs> I love the Dixie Chicks. I was so mad when they people were like, they shouldn't have an opinion about politics. Like, no, you mean they shouldn't disagree with your opinion about politics. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. we know. It was before they all stormed the Capitol. It was a different time. <laughs> there were fights, <laughs> I guess, Raph. I'm, um, yeah. Some of us missed them. Obviously not me. 
I was busy mm-hmm. fighting the mask mandate lift here at Verbal Tap. I legal issued a memo, I guess, <laughs> because we're not in person. We don't have to wear a mask anymore. Did you know? Did mm-hmm. you see this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a fun, clever metaphor for what I think should be the story before you tell me about me as I feverishly look up. Oh, Leon Edwards. That's right. I was like, who fought this weekend? <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Couldn't... This is the best stall tactic in the world. Raph, I'm going to ask you a question. That's going to that take so four absurd. minutes. <laughs> Hold on. Let me. He's like Peter Griffin with nails typing into his computer. Hold on. I just. You Hold have on. to it's circle co- the coming. wagons and masks. <laughs> All right. Why is Dana White what? obsessed with getting people COVID? Uh, it's not even COVID at this point. Uh, you know, Texas all COVID. To... It's dumber and can't handle winter. <laughs> Here's what's happening. Apparently, they have announced a triple header sort of night in April for a big UFC pay-per-view card. And I don't know about you, Kev, but I thought this was kind of a one-time deal. It seems that they're just package dealing three championships at any given time or three major fights that you go, will you order it now? And it always begs the question, what are they going to do on the next one? Half of their champions are already utilized at this point, especially after what a week ago, they utilized half of them, right? So when you utilize all this talent so quickly, you go, we're going to run out of people very soon. But I can tell you, I am kind of excited about this card. Then we'll get to why Dana White's pushing it. But I think you should know, Kev, the thing about this card that's pretty dope is the fact that the triple header starts with Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. This weekend, dude? Uh, no, no, no. This past weekend was not anywhere near that. But we'll get to that. Oh, uh, shit. I'm we're sorry. previewing this April 24th card, and then we'll circle back. Oh, to this you're week's skipping play. forward to the fun story. Yes. As opposed to dwelling on the anger of me still on the last one, Edwards Muhammad. Okay, fine. I know how to keep the audience, Kevin. I just know. Uh, Zhang Weili versus Rose Nama Yunus. Okay. All right. Strawweight championship. That should be fun. And your headliner... Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, the street Jesus himself. Hmm. Okay. When when is this one? April twenty fourth in Jacksonville, Florida, where COVID knows no bounds. Florida man abound, and you know, here's what Dana White wants. Dana wait, White wait, wants wait, the wait. biggest audiences in the world. What's When's up? he going what, to what, Texas? Do you have a no, I'm just... <laughs> bad news about Texas, Kev. I thought Did he we was... not talk about this I'm on the show? I'm sorry. I thought when you said Dana's pushing to have the first in... It was based off of the thing he just screamed in the news. We're going to Texas. He sounded like a, a presidential campaign. It was like, and that's where <laughs> we'll get COVID. But you're, you're actually saying they're targeting to do this in Florida. Home of... Yes. I mean... Look, that checks all the boxes, too. It's Texas without yeah. their morals. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's Las Vegas meets Alabama. That's yes. what's happening? Arguably less guns, more cocaine, death, more meth. <laughs> and it's not good cocaine. 
It no. is not good cocaine. It's no, not close enough not. to a good Mexican border passing. It is way far away from it. This is stuff that you just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. So how do we put this? Uh, Well, okay. So Dana apparently was saying he's going to go to Texas. And he said, we're going to fucking go to Texas. And then during that press conference, he was quoted as saying, in response to a question, hey, Dana, how's that Texas thing looking? Oh, man, you know. So Texas is open, but then you got these uh, these mayors. Oh no! All I could think of was, oh no! He means they Houston. Won't give him the leeway. He oh, wants no. to do it in Houston, and they were like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> so there was nothing more blissful than watching him with anger in his eyes go, "Yeah, we'll see how that plays out." And then all of a sudden, maybe about a week later, Florida, you win the dummy prize. So Florida is going to be your place. I don't know the exact capacity of it, but all these different sports organizations want to be the first to just have a number of people. And the weird part is, is maybe in Florida, some people will wear masks when they go. But I got news for you on that, too. The WWE also wants 45,000 for two nights for their WrestleMania, which is, I believe, April 11th. So talk about a real arms race here, Kev. You have every sport angling to try and get the most people in because they've missed having people. And you know what? I was thinking about this. It doesn't quite hit the anniversary of when Dana White had to eat crow and cancel UFC 253. They're different times when he also vowed to bring this shit back. He's 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 handled it in a. Ooh. I just uh, launched a glass onto the mic stand. We're good. He's taken a 180 in terms of how he's bragging about this, but Mm -hmm. I've been a little surprised he's not bragging about how fucking much he's done. Well, you need to listen to more press conferences or watch more promotional packages where they celebrate themselves. But They've been doing that. I'm just... I, you know, my part of my ongoing research into are they having a positive or negative effect right now with ESPN is they seem to be having the only positive effect ESPN Plus has. That also makes sense, right? It's the only way to watch it, but there's nothing else apparently bringing people to ESPN Plus. And the ESPN Plus is doing solid numbers, so it stands that yeah, a lot more people are being exposed to the UFC. And we probably may be getting new fans. No I tap out sponsorships, though. We haven't seen tap out on one thing. Fun All story. Tap out belongs to the WWE now. They took that what? one years ago. Yup, they got sold. It's a very, very strange story. There's something to consider here, though, Kevin. The WWE is <clears throat> different than this AEW thing I keep seeing because Shaq was in it. Right? Yes. And I'm sorry that they're bombarding you with that. But I like AEW, too. I would tell you this, and I'm glad you brought up AEW, because over the weekend, um, AEW, I think it was two weekends ago now I think about it, but AEW had a pay-per-view that sold for about 49 bucks, and they sold 125,000 pay-per-views. It's the highest non-WWE sales since 1999 Mm. for a pay-per-view in the wrestling realm. 
Now, does that upset Vince remember, McMahon? Does that give him? Does that do what Bellator yes. does to Dana? Yes, yes. Although, arguably, since the WWE went to an all network sort of thing, which, by the way, itself is getting sold to Peacock, so everything's abandoning ship, and yet Fight Pass still going something. Peacock, baby. Yeah, get in there, Comcast. They took the office. They fucked Netflix. Now they're going to take it over. You can catch it on the cock. Anyway, I love the Peacock app. If you're not a member of it, I've been rewatching, excuse me, intro watching, rewatching other shows, but I've been also going through Superfan, Superstore, and yes. I'm a super fan. It is amazing. It is very amazing. Happy. You decided to jump on the bandwagon, rise its ending, because nothing makes me more pleased than knowing, hey, Kev, this show is legit. I love this show. Mm-hmm. Hey, Raph, your show is ending. I have decided, as you go through your emotions about it ending, <laughs> I'm a fan. It's really good. Thanks, Kev. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't at first, but it's good. It's great. That's a fantastic <laughs> show. I know uh, many of the people who work on that show, and they're very sweet and nice people. And I'll tell you this. It didn't get more real that it was officially done than when I was walking on the NBCU lot and I saw the giant tent where they normally eat for all of their background and different crew members taken down. And I said, oh, no, now that means it's really done. Shit. So very sad moment for me. Let's get back to the fights. Here's what I'm going to tell you. So those three fights are interesting for a number of reasons. Number one, Usman and Masvidal. I hear the purists of you. I've pulled up the card, Some of you, the way. Good. Some of you might be saying, why that fight? Let's review. Number one, Usman just kind of torched. Fucking burns. So, okay. Easier said than done. I guess the rest of the division's in a fucking weird place. The only person that Usman really hasn't cleaned out is Wonderboy Thompson, who I don't know if he deserves a title shot other than just intrigue. So Usman took a very nice and knowledgeable thing here, which was, I want to make some money, y'all. And he decided he's just going to give Street Jesus a rematch, even though none of us were really begging for it. And Street Jesus has been doing his part to poo-poo on the idea that Usman was really that much better than him because Usman was fucking up his previous opponents, but he managed to be okay. Wait, and wait, that wait, was wait. just on eight days' notice. I I can stand for a lot, but hearing that Masvidal might be disagreeing with pretty fact-based analysis is shocking to me i know after what's been going on on his social medias where it's like the mm -hmm. capital riots was that fat guy from the star wars franchise just executing his revenge it's like wait what happened so he's perfect for this one i don't really care i mean who else is uzman supposed to fight it's like, look, he's got to fight every three months per his UFC contract. So if he doesn't defend whatever title this is 84 times this year, he doesn't get paid. Masvidal's good, right? Isn't this more? Yeah. The, the funny part about most most sports series, and I think the UFC is in an interesting place where right now the championship doesn't match necessarily what the crowd wants to see. 
Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl, or let's use March Madness, which is coming up, or any of the the mainstays of like WrestleMania, right? You see mm-hmm. a peak in those sporting events because fans usually gravitate towards championships, winners being named, titles. The UFC's in this weird place where, because of saturation, stupid, outdated weight limits, and not being wildly creative. No one seems to give a wild fuck about the championships right now. So, hey, fuck it. Masvidal, you're up. That's more fun <laughs> than whoever else is in the series. Hey, Aljamad, you're ready to go, right? Let's get you back out there. Uh, who else is holding a title? Cool. Stylebender, you're going to fight up. That makes sense. It's interesting. It's an interesting time. It's not a terrible idea. Maybe what they should do is create a game show where they just put two title holders in the UFC into a blender. And whoever comes out, they say, all right, Aljo, today you take on, whoa, John Blagowitz. Have fun with that. All right, bye. Let's see you fake something here. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> and it we're, we're seeing a few fights that I think I am going to mention. Shevchenko is fighting... Andrade, at what mm-hmm. weight? I, let me look at this. Women's so, flyweight. Yes. Okay. Women's strawweight. Got it. All right. We have a flyweight strawweight situation because I'm like, didn't Rose lose to Andrade? How is she fighting for a title fight that Shevchenko is also fighting for? They got put in the blender. That's what happens. They just start. Going up against each other. It's like when you reach the end of playing a video game and you go, maybe I should just go back to the beginning and see if I can pass it again. Let's just do that. That sounds fun. Been there. Okay. Well, then I like, I like roses. I like thug roses chances here. I'm actually taking note because I've got to earn back some betting wages after that submission ass beating. And I like betting on Colorado fighters. Okay. Well then, (laughs) Are you noticing a pattern also, by the way? They've got three titles scheduled for this one? Yeah. They must have liked the numbers. UFC 261. That's what Masvidal does. Congrats to Jorge Masvidal, right? Yeah. I'll give Him and Shevchenko are big enough names that they can carry this. You got some Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman here. And then Smith versus Groot. Uh, okay. And then, Raph, in the prelims, they have TBA versus TBA. And if you remember back, that is an important cause brought to you by the Bluth family. (laughs) Under their watch, we'll never live in a world where TBA has to fight TBA again. (laughs) I would tell you, Kev, I am now ready to talk about what happened this weekend because I know there's a little bit of anticipation. And I'll give you this. Because I'm I'm going to take your questions, but every so often the wife will ask, how long is it going tonight? And I say, who knows? I guess it's scheduled to end maybe eight if it's a pay-per-view. Ugh. Pay-per-view ends. I got to watch a fucking press conference. Might be here all night. We'll see. She doesn't tend to mind, but every once in a while there's kind of an important weekend. This weekend was our anniversary. So when she was coming home from work late on Saturday, she says, do you know what time it's going to be done? I'm trying to figure out dinner. I said, "Mm, I don't know, maybe about 8 p.m. or so. When she comes home and they're just relaying the news and recapping what happened, 
and they say, oh, no, this finger poke means that this fight cannot continue. She's opening the door and goes, wait, what? The who with the what can't continue? Are we done? And I said, yeah, we're, we're closing up shop here. And she goes, perfect. Here's food. Early anniversary time. And I said, that couldn't have worked better for me. The rest of the world, not so great. Bilal Muhammad, definitely not good. Leon Edwards, question mark. I'll take your questions now. Yeah, the fight card is tough to read. Because, you know, okay. I, I go through it, and I'm like, okay, we've got three, six, seven, uh, ten, thirteen fucking fights. All right. <laughs> okay, that's great. March 13, 13 fights. I get it. No contest is what they have the final, and no contest is what they have the first fight. Anders versus Stewart. In between, we have three knockouts, all by punches. A decision, which is one of those, hey, this kind of looks like it could have been a fun night of fights. It also looks like it could have been a weird night of fights. And I couldn't pick several of these fighters out of a lineup. Sorry. I will tell you. What the hell's no contest between the main event? Was it, what was it? You said you made eye pokes or knees. Which body part? Well, end of the fight night was for sure eye poke of death, which made us all feel a certain way. And you did kind of mention we had some bangers in this one. There were some great moments. Friend of the show, Davy Grant, got a massive knockout punch. But it was kind of overshadowed by Dan Ige, who had a savage knockout over Gavin Tucker. Also, Ryan Spann, very impressive himself. But you're talking about the bookends of the main event, or the main card, I guess we should say. Let's start with first the main event. Nope, I take it back. Let's go and start with the very first fight. Eric Anders, who's kind of a by-proxy friend of the show. We don't know him personally, personally, but we have friends who are close with him. So when I saw him in the cage, I said, I'm kind of rooting for you, man. Let's make this thing happen. He gets in there. He is winning this fight, Kevin. And wouldn't you know it, the week after Peter Yan looked at his corner and said, knee him? Oh, no. Eric Anders was beating his opponent, who was down, and then said, hey, I'm going to throw in a knee, no cost. What do you mean I can't do that? (gasps) Oh, shit, that. No. And then that was how the fight ended. (laughs) <laughs> so what did they call well they were waiting to figure out what it was they called it a legal knee and uh that's when they kind of waved it off and that, but uh, immediately they were like legal knee fight over well so why no contest versus breeze. somebody wins well that's because <clears throat> on this one there were less implications so mind you there wasn't a title on this one there was clearly uh, I think it was the referee that got to do the decision on this one. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so people it, were it like, who changes fucking cares? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, <laughs> I'm sorry. It could have been the, the, the doctor. I don't know. Long story short, they just decided this one's more different. And more importantly, not only were they saying, let's take some time to think about it. When Darren Stewart was on the side and was dazed, And they're looking around. My reaction on the fight companion was, we just went through this. Come on. One week ago, 
And you know what I was deeply fearing on the inside, Kevin? I was deeply fearing the fact <laughs> that there might be, similar to our years with Trump, a tweet for that. And guess what? There was. And that was just out of pure instinct. I don't stalk either Peter Yans or Eric Anders's social media. I casually will look at it every once in a while. But sure as shit, the previous week, Eric Anders tweeted out 3721 in reference to the knee, hand playing by pride rules. To which a week later, when Eric Anders does the exact same thing, Peter Yan tweets out palm face emoji. Well, I applaud both your instincts and their ability to recall pride rules. We can need some people. There was a Hawaiian rule set, like the PFL, I think you're allowed, and it doesn't matter. Well. They're, they're, I like this, though. They're saying fuck the rule, not fuck our behavior. And I'm into it. I mean, imagine if you crank someone in the junk. You were like, hey, check out Jean-Claude Van Damme's blood sport. <laughs> I don't fight by rules, and I don't think you should either. It's like Chung Lee went right for the sack if he needed to. She knew what she was doing. I would tell you this, though. There is a discrepancy between that because Anders did seem to feel really bad, and I get that, and I don't know that we run that one back. Now, in a clear case where you see Edwards, no who cares, got— mostly is what you're saying. <laughs> Possibly. But Eric uh, Anders showed some remorse. But a little bit later, Leon Edwards uh, got one warning not to poke the eye. Heard it. Acknowledged it. Said, I don't know, man. I still like feel like poking this eye. So I'm going to do it again. And he does it. And this time he finger fucks all up in Muhammad's eye. <laughs> and it's gross. And... I don't know how you feel about this, but in my interpretation, this is a working theory. We can figure it out as we go. I feel we should only do one replay. Now, I know that's not going to appease the ESPN, but in particular cases like that, I feel if you missed it, we'll describe it to you. You don't want to see this one. It's too gross. It's enough where earlier in the night there was already an eye poke that I'm pretty sure Michael Bisping was having PTSD, but it wasn't this severely bad. This was one eye poke, two eye poke, Michael Bisping seeing explosions go off in the one good eye that he has. It was not very good. And you knew that the fight was stopped, but yet they put on the red clock that is used for giving a fighter some time to recover. And all I could think of was, this isn't a nut shot. You don't fucking like hit the dick a few times and say, oh, it's good. With your eye, you just don't beat the eye that got hit and go, I think I can see out of it. I think we're good. <laughs> and back to work. Instead, this was, this is sad. I don't want to feel a certain way, but I do. And guess what? Afterwards, when everybody says to themselves, why don't we just run that one back? Edwards really wants the title shot, but he's been off for two years. Muhammad's been consistent. It makes sense to make them fight again to everyone except Edwards, who was saying, I was dominating that fight, so I really have no reason to run it back. And I believe I should get my title shot. To which the rest of the internet said, <laughs> no, I like no. his bravado, though, Ralph. I, you know, I don't ever have that in me. I'm never like, what's my angle? I should yeah. think about that more. It would be better, I think. 
And I love it, it when people are like, more why would I fight him again? I was whooping that ass. Send me the champ. No contest that. And it's like, fuck yeah. Love it. He's, the he's better part was COVID test away. We'll see how Muhammad <laughs> handles it. Oh, no. The better part is the fact that they had everybody and their mom chiming in and saying, you won three minutes of a 25-minute potential fight, and you're willing to walk around like you had claimed victory? Bro, sit down. For me, I thought he was doing well. He, much like Anders, looked like they were in route to maybe getting a finish. And I might even argue, Anders probably should have even had a finish 20 seconds earlier than the, I guess, the illegal knee was thrown. In Edwards's case, you go, yeah, he's looking pretty dominant here, but Muhammad's not out by any means. He's just incapacitated. So that's why I got really sad. And then all of a sudden, imagine all of that sadness happening in, in otherwise a very fun fight night. And then wife comes up and goes, you done? And I go, I am. Then we just closed the fight companion. I was like, yay, bye, everybody. I'm done by 730. I get to have a Saturday night. What do I even do? So the one time you could give me an early night, I do kind of appreciate that UFC. So thank you. It was very nice of you. My wife appreciated it. Any other fights worth calling out? Eh, why not? I mean, we gave props to Davy Grant it's very nice to see friend of the show. Angela Hill outclassed Ashley Yoder super well. Uh, Chores Jardine couldn't figure out how they were saying his name. Savage. Ronnie Yaya got the submission of the podcast with the head and arm triangle, which was dope. I did see the arm triangle pop up. It's <laughs> on the Google alert. and was like, yeah. It was so good. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, like I said, dude, I was really happy that David Grant won because his leg was bad. And he was having trouble. You could see him like brushing it off in the cage a little bit, but he comes back with this massive knockout. And then as soon as the fights announced that he won and he has to walk out to do the post fight interview, he does the oldest man. I can barely walk, walk. And I said, Oh dude. Yeah. You were really playing that well. Cause you were not hobbling like that before and here you are and uh very pleased and yes former friend not former friend former guest of the show it was like we didn't do anything to process so now he's good we are going to well good for david actually saw me looks fierce as hell in this Mm -hmm. i was gonna move to these coming fights Mm -hmm. there are fights this saturday if you didn't know that i know me either (laughs) brunson versus holland (laughs) But let's go all the way down because none of them are as fun as <laughs> Tui Vasa's fighting. Yep. And I think he has a beard, Raph. So, you know, I'll be watching that. <laughs> I do love watching that guy fight. He took over. He took over. Um, oh, my God. Mark. The Samoan Hunt. He took over Mark Hunt's like, I'm just going to stand in this in this cage right in the middle, hold my fists out and demand them to come anywhere near me. But in the beginning, right up front leading off in the hardest spot to set the pace is some guy named Eduardo versus Tony Burchard. 
bad news about that. I'm reading the Wikipedia page. Uh oh. And I don't know how much you have updated yours. This is fresh. I just clicked. I'm on ESPN.com. No. A bantamweight bout between Johnny Eduardo and Anthony Burchak was expected to take place at the event. However, on March 15th, Eduardo withdrew from the bout due to visa issues. A replacement is currently being sought. So maybe. Oh, ouch. Uh, Okay. Well, that one hurt because we were both excited for Tony and uh, the last I had seen, he had a fight and that was just within the past week. Meanwhile, other friend of the show, Kay Hansen was also supposed to be on that card, but had to withdraw for undisclosed reasons. I believe that she put up a post recently and said, you know, she really wanted to make it happen. It's just not in the card. She's never pulled out of a fight before. Love Kay. Hope she's doing well. Wish her the best. But yeah, that one sucks. And Jamal Hill and Paul Craig were supposed to fight. Not happening. March 10th. Hill withdrew after testing positive for COVID. So maybe we can get. And this is just a proposition here. Paul Craig versus Anthony Burchak. I think I fixed it. <laughs> Love it. Is Hulk available? What's, a, what's that other Hemsworth doing? Let's get this whole thing rung up and fought. <laughs> Raft. So that's depressing, but yes, go on, Kev. No, that's the headlines. I was circling third. Anything else before we start to jump out of here and pull a real ESPN.com? Here's what I'm going to tell you. And maybe this is a preview of something that we will do. We did get a couple questions because uh, I put up what questions would you like us to answer. And people submitted a few. So I think Kevin and I will do a video later at some point, probably this week, where we'll discuss it. But there is something that I kind of want to preview that Kevin and I have been talking about off air in terms of an approach of maybe a discussion that you've heard Kevin have before. It is similar to the element of why are there so many events? And a lot of us, we take these UFCs for granted. But Kev, I wanted to tell you a story as we were starting to circle that third base, which is today I was talking to a civilian and she mentioned she was a fight fan. And I said, oh, you you are a fight fan? She goes, I was. And I go, oh, you don't watch any more UFCs? She goes, not really. I go, can I ask why? Like, this is great marketing research. Not that I'm not enjoying this discussion, but as everybody here mentioned, I have a podcast. It is my job, my duty, my responsibility to find out why people like you have left us. And you know what she said? I was expecting one answer and maybe one that we'll have that discussion about. But hers was, I can't get together with people. That used to be a big thing for me, which was getting together with my friends and watching fights. Now, granted, you know I 100% plugged all the fight companion work that I do. I told her, well, it was something that we do now that, you know, COVID hit. But now that we see states just opening willy-nilly, it's, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm definitely planning to do more fight companions, but maybe you'll get together with some of your friends. And she looked at me and just goes, yeah, maybe, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> I just couldn't help but think, oh, no, do we need to have the discussion about the amount of UFC events there really are at this time? And, Kevin, is that something that 
you've ever mentioned on this show? It it is in this regard. <laughs> okay. Event based television. Okay. When is it something worth inviting people over to? Versus when is it something that happens so good goddamn frequently that it's like, I don't have time to come over every time Showtime releases a new athlete's documentary. It's like, I can't make it to all of them. I can make it to most of them. I just can't make it to all of them. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're kind of making some sense. I do think they're linked. You know, and granted, not necessarily in the COVID way, because we, mm-hmm. we, we literally can't get together. Right. But the other part is, would you for Brunson versus Holland? (laughs) (laughs) It's not just could you, it's would you. And that's that's where we're going to chat. So that's the discussion we've been discussing between ourselves. And we wondered, would you guys like to hear an explanation on this? Maybe an extended play, if you would. If, uh, you know, we were some kind of rap group this would be our mixtape version of something because we've talked about it in private and yeah we get it every week you tune into us and you figure what's raf and kev's take on this week's fights and the answer is not always exciting because not all the fights are going to be exciting so when you hear kevin take a deep breath when he goes let's um Preview uh, UFC on ESPN, Brunson versus Holland. Like them. They're cool. How many more fights? Oh. Put it in the list. And how many got canceled? And if they got canceled, Anthony Burchak is fighting TBA now? God damn it. TBA strikes again. So we hear you fans. We're thinking of what we want to say in response to it. And we hope that if you like it and feel the same way, too, perhaps share it when you see it eventually or watch it live with us, because I think I'm interested to hear what Kevin has to say on this particular topic. 13 more fights in theory this <laughs> Saturday. In theory, apparently Wikipedia's more up on the fucking chase <laughs> it's nothing better than, than the worldwide leader of sports. But whatever. <laughs> To be fair, we previewed this with each other before going on air, and Kevin was legitimately excited. You know, Tony's got a fight. We should there talk about it. There are Vegas odds on him, Raph, according to fucking ESPN. <laughs> Guess what I bet FanDuel won't let me do? Bet Burshock over Eduardo right now. I bet I can't do it. <laughs> this is a good time to mention <laughs> if Tony has a fight opinion or a fight lined up, we might be able to shoehorn in Kevin having to eat a dick cookie as a result of it. So not only is it affecting the element of previewing next up. week's fight card, but also <laughs> it's hitting us in the possible SEO traffic we would have gotten from Tony having a fight. So <laughs> you're going to have to really get on and be like, this is dedicated to Tony for not having a fight, <laughs> not <laughs> having a fight, which was originally the day. You're going to be like to Tony, we're sorry. Here, have a cookie? Like, do I make him one now? He couldn't. <laughs> Can you imagine now that we've gotten to this point that if that video doesn't do numbers that we're happy with, that we can blame it on him losing the fight too and being like, Tony, we were fully planning to have a very, very popular video. This was going to be And funny. then guess what? 
somebody had to lose an opponent. It wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. So not it. Well, I think and I'm just properties gonna, of not it. I'm gonna go call vodka and call it a night. I Raph. think that's the right choice. So if you guys want to go check that out, just keep an eye on the verbal tap cast YouTube page. We'll probably put something out and maybe just maybe answer a couple of your questions that you've thrown at us. But in the meantime, here's crossing some fingers, hoping our pal Tony gets a fight by Saturday at the very least. Or if not, gets plugged on. Hey, you know what? Actually, this is a good thing. Tony, if you don't get a fight this one, hold out for the UFC April pay-per-view. Keep your fury, Anthony. Because <laughs> I got news for you. In case you didn't know that, this month has two fucking pay-per-views. That's yeah. right. But we have play, to do another see, No, we need to give this advice time. off screen. We need to be like, hey, Anthony, they're going to call. You're going to be like, I'm fucking pissed. I'm fucking <laughs> mad. I was ready for this fight. I was ready to put on a show. How can we make it up to you? I'm glad you asked. I'm prepared to stand by for April. What was the day? Whatever day it was. <laughs> that Rose Namajunas fight. I want to be on that one. Put me on if it. If she falls through, I'll fight Valentina. It's I'll, pull, I'll fight either I'll, one of I'll them. Fight I'll fight Thug Rose or Valentina Shevchenko. You let me know. All right. Well, kids, I think that's going to do it for us. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...